So next time you're doing that, say, I remember Ashley talking about this and I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to stop watching season six of Dexter and I'm going to start working on my side project. Hi. How are you? I'm good because I've got lots of work on. Good stuff. You like to be busy? Yeah, well, it's um, it's been a bit quiet on the photography front, uh, which mm. I find always happens. Um, either jobs kind of dry up altogether, aside from the wedding stuff. Summer's always busy with weddings. Or all of these jobs come through at once, and that's kind of happened right now, yeah. which I think is quite normal in a freelance career, isn't it? Oh, yeah, you have to... You have to be flexible enough when you're a freelancer to accept the the busy times and, and make time for for it when it comes in because yeah in a couple of months it could be a lot could be a lot quieter and then then you have to work uh, smartly for the the not so busy times as well and work on you know in that time work on a better portfolio and that sort of stuff or look for new clients so yeah you have to be flexible that's a key element to being a freelancer. Exactly, and get get all of these, do all of these jobs, and save your pennies for the the quiet months. For the rainy days. For the rainy days. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, busy, busy as well. Yeah, so just working away and uh, sticking with things, which is uh, our topic for today. So, oh, and we're on episode twenty. Oh my goodness, twenty wow. weeks we've mm-hmm. been doing this. That's mad. That is mad. But that's. It's a good example of something we've we've really stuck with and um, continue to to work at and not. I think it'll be a good example today, the podcast itself, to to show as an example when we're talking about the different points of uh, of sticking with things. Yeah, but do you know why I think we've stuck with the podcast? Tell me why. Because we've made it a habit. Yeah, it's as simple as that. We just made it a habit Mm -hmm. so we it's become part of our weekly routine to turn up here and you know record the show and make our notes and discuss topics that kind of thing it's it's um it's all it's all about habits yeah i think you have to if you pick up something new or you're working on you're working on something working towards your goal you have to make it easy on yourself and optimize your environment to enable you to to better stick with those those goals and those those tasks that you're doing. So find out what time you do your best creative work and then make that your creative time. And and if you're a freelancer, then you're in complete control. You don't have to work nine to five if you're more creative at certain times of the day then, uh, or if you find, you know, you're, you're more alert when you're recording your podcast or whatever, you're you just record at that time and optimize your environment. So it's a, so it's a, an easier process for you. It's easy for you to, to stick to things. But I think that even if you do find that you have this um, peak of creativity where you can focus and do your best work, I think despite having that, it is perfectly natural to at some point grow bored of what you're working on mm-hmm. or grow bored of your bigger goals or your projects, whatever. Um, so even though there is this optimum time for working, I think every single person still runs into that problem of, um, you know, things becoming stagnant, of growing bored. Uh, so it's really difficult to maintain that enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I found is that 
like if you depend on the initial you know how when you first start a project everything's really exciting yeah um it's fresh you are so enthusiastic about it you want to work on it all the time so if you depend depending on that initial wave of enthusiasm to work on your goals makes you a reactive worker and not a proactive worker so you you know the difference between reactive working and proactive working mm. right so reactive is you're just reacting to to whatever happens and you're just kind of you're going along with the flow but proactive is you're yeah you're deciding what what happens exactly and i would say that most of us are reactive workers because i do this a lot i might have already said this on another episode but i find myself saying things like I'll start working on this once I've tidied my office, once I've, you know, got everything organized and my office is gleaming or I'll build this idea once I find the right person to partner with. So that's me being reactive mm -hmm. uh, because I'm kind of creating these roadblocks which shouldn't actually exist. Yeah. Um, whereas proactive workers are people who just power through regardless. They don't give up when things become tedious or hard and they don't create roadblocks yeah but setting a good foundation at the start of a of a project is uh, is a really good way of helping you stick to to stuff so like when you begin a project like you said everything's new and shiny and exciting and you've got no problem working on it but yeah what happens when you start to get a little bored of it or you're you know you're waiting on the other people involved to start doing their part so you can continue so you start to slow down a bit and then eventually it it can find its way onto the back burner and then it's a project that you never finished. So, but the secret to keeping the enthusiasm up there is, is to actually build something in that enthusiastic period. So this is, uh, something I'm always talking about, but if you, if you build something tangible in that first exciting phase, then it makes it easier to stick with it. You've got a, you know, you've got a block of marble then that you can keep carving at. So, if in that exciting phase you just stick to writing all the ideas down or emailing back and forth with the other people involved and not actually building anything, then it'll really quickly fizzle out and the idea will just kind of stay in your inbox. So momentum is your friend. But surely, surely you're not saying that you can work on something and be pumped about it 100% of the time. No. Surely even you when you're building something, run into, you know, a kind of slump and get bored off it and actually yeah. consider disbanding it altogether. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, that's real life. You'll get, uh, you'll, you can't be a hundred percent excited about something all the time. I mean, we're trying to build, uh, businesses doing what we love, but even, you know, doing something you love every day, there's always going to be, it's not an ideal world. There's always going to be problems that arise and you're always going to get kind of bored and your your tastes change but you have to build a, a flexible enough business that you can that you have enough variety of things going on so that you're always you're always interested like if you were doing the same every weekend doing a a standard wedding uh photo shoot and and just every weekend the same i mean you'd very quickly kind of just get bored of that routine so you have to kind of mix it up a bit and do do other things with your your pho photography skills. So are you telling us that the key to sticking with things is to have enough variety that it keeps you interested? Well, definitely that's how that's how I work 
with, uh, I usually have multiple projects going on at once. And so I can bounce back and forth rather than, I don't really like working on the one project for months and months on end, uh, every day because yeah, you very quickly get burnt out creatively like that. And you're, then it's a, then it's more of a, you're being forced into, into working on this project and it's not, it's not so much fun anymore. So I always have a lot of variety going on that I can get creative input from, from other places. Well, damn, that coffee's good. Well, <laughs> I think that, I think the key to sticking with things, um, I agree with you, um, as well that I think variety is important, but I also think that the key to sticking with things isn't to possess this um, impossible ability to be switched on all the time, to be excited about something all the time or to feel inspired or motivated all the time. I don't think anybody, I don't think that's possible for anybody, but I do think that the key to sticking with things is to simply have to force yourself to power through the slump, to battle through the boring and hard bits of which we've said this many times before, there are many when building your passion based business, even though it's a passion. So that's what I think the key to sticking with things is, is to kind of accept that, you know, you're not always going to feel up to it, but you have to power through regardless. And you have to prepare for that. I mean, it's very, very easy to stop sticking to something like you're, if you're in the habit of, of going to the gym and working out three times a week, and then something comes along that disrupts that pattern. It's very easy to get thrown off it and lose momentum and then find that you're not making enough time to go to the gym three times. And then you're grabbing a bag of crisps in the evening and then you say, yeah, I'll start again tomorrow, but then you don't. So you know you won't. So dealing with disruption uh, is a big issue. You have to think about, you have to think about this path you're going on towards achieving your goal what are you going to do if something disrupts that that schedule, that pattern you've got? Have you got a plan? I mean, if your goal is to write, say, 2,000 words a day, what happens if you're called away on something that day or a project, another project goes wrong and you can't uh, write your 2,000 words? Will you write 4,000 the next day to make up for it? Or is missing a day here or there all right for you? It's, if so, you need to build that into your goal. So your goal will then be, write 2000 words a day unless something comes up and then I'll just not bother. So that doesn't sound as good uh, when you're being really honest about it. So you need to really plan for how you're going to deal with these disruptions because yeah, it's real life disruptions are going to happen. So what's going to happen if you can't make it to the gym this week, you know, how mm. do you, where do you, where do you create that extra time for yourself or what, how do you do, what do you do to make up for it? Yeah, straight. That's a strange one, I think, because there does have to be this commitment that you make to whatever it is that you're trying to see through. But at the same time, with the nature of life and especially running your own business or building your business, you have to be flexible and, and accept that sometimes there are going to be disruptions. Do you use any kind of um, apps or anything to kind of check into your goals on a daily or weekly basis? I don't, something I do is, uh, I try my best not to, not to fill up a hundred percent of my time every week with, with client projects. And yeah, at the moment, anyway, I'm trying to do more of my own stuff and make time for that. But when I was doing just a hundred percent client projects, I would never fill up every hour of, of the week. So I would build in the time 
you know, a certain like half a day, maybe spread across the whole week just for dealing with stuff that, that would, that could come up. So if something went wrong with a project or if the, the brief of a project changed or if something really interesting came along that I would like to participate in, uh, I always had a little buffer there that I could, that I could count on. So that, that's a way that I was dealing with disruption because it's very easy to just fill up every hour with, with the work you got, that you're, that you're getting in, but it's, it's quite tough to always put aside a little bit of time to deal with distractions. Totally. Well, I would say that I am quite guilty, Paddy, of being a reactive worker. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we're all kind of guilty of that sometimes, but um, a good experience that I had of actually being doing the opposite and powering through the slump and the hard bits and the boring bits was when I built Lodger. Mm -hmm. So for those that don't know, I built this web app for small to mid-sized private landlords to manage their rental properties. And I really struggled with sticking to it. I wanted to walk away from it about three quarters of the way through the project. So I was almost at the end, but it was becoming almost unbearable to work on. So I think it was quite a big project for just one person to undertake, especially as I was kind of learning to program when I was building it. It required so much time and energy that it, it just lost all of its fun towards the end. And it's at that stage in a project where most projects become dangerously close to becoming vaporware. Mm -hmm. And and Lodger was dangerously close to becoming vaporware. Um, but, you know, what I realised, partly through talking to you, you were quite good with giving me pep talks and whatnot, is that when you're, you know, when you're working towards a goal, when you're trying to see something through, there is no magic pill to swallow to suddenly, to, to make it enjoyable. You know, there's no magical turning point where you wake up and say, actually, this is all great fun and exciting and woo. You simply have to force yourself to chip away at it. So again, I've said this already in this episode, but based on that experience alone, I really do believe that the, the key to sticking with things is to just embrace the slumps you'll inevitably face and understand that everybody becomes bored with their projects or goals. Even serial shippers who apparently are shipping stuff in their sleep, even they have to force themselves through those slumps and that you have to make this conscious decision to choose to be a proactive person a proactive worker not not a reactive person yeah absolutely and it's the another thing is this yeah I'll, I'll start it tomorrow attitude like it's so easy to to put things off or to put barriers up in front uh, to put obstacles up that 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 in front of your goals like i'll i'll tidy my room first I'll tidy my room that sounds like i'm 10 <laughs> 10 years old uh i'll tidy my office um but when it comes to us creating a a business doing what we love, why are we still putting it off? Why are we putting stuff up in front? You can always, always do something today, like right now that would take you one step closer to realizing your goal. Even if it's the tiniest little thing, like sending an email to a publisher or uh, for your book, or at least it's something. If, if you're really honest with yourself, uh, is the only reason you're waiting until tomorrow just pure laziness, then yeah, that's not good. You know, the, you can always do something 
uh, today, like even the tiniest thing that, that, um, something proactive, like you said. Yeah. I mean, we, we all do that as well. I, I put off so many things until tomorrow. Um, but last week, last week we talked about frustrations, right? Mm-hmm. And that don't worry that I'm not going off on topic. This does relate to sticking with things, but I mentioned that one of the frustrations that I had in building my passion-based business was this lack of support that I, I don't really have from my immediate network of friends or family. Nobody takes a keen interest in what it is that I do. Mm-hmm. And that to kind of combat that, the subsequent loneliness that I felt as a result of not really having anybody to talk to about my work, I was looking for a kind of solo founder club to join. So last week I got accepted into productpeople.club and What's amazing about it, or my favourite thing so far, is that there's this thing everybody does called the daily stand-up. I don't know if that's a name they've given it or if that's a general Yeah, name. that's a that's a thing a lot of offices use. I've, I've worked in places where you do that. So it's where you kind of stand up as a group, like in your team, and say, yesterday I did this, this, and this, and today I'm going to work on these issues. And then you yeah. go around the group so that everybody kind of knows what, what everybody's working on and it works well in offices where we all just sit down at our computers and put our headphones on and don't actually talk to each other which is very common it's pretty good for finding out whatever everybody else is working on yeah that's exactly what it is it's something that i've working for myself for gosh nine years i've never had the pleasure of doing that but every day we just simply publicly announce what it is that we hope to achieve that day and because it's out there in the group we're held accountable Mm -hmm. to it so simply publicizing what I want to achieve for the day or for the week makes me stick to it because it would be it would be really embarrassing if um, I think if somebody kind of followed up and said right Ashley how did you get on with those goals today and and for me to say I hadn't bothered doing them because I was too busy picking my nose or something you know, so it that really has helped me stick to my smaller goals that I do on a daily basis, which obviously all add up to working towards my bigger goals. And I understand that it isn't entirely practical for everybody to join these clubs because, well, it's a, what's that word? It's, it is, is it an, it's not invitation only, but you do have to kind of get vetted and accepted into them. And then of course they cost a monthly or annual fee. Mm-hmm. But even if you form that daily stand up habit on a smaller scale, I think it would help people stick with things. So maybe it could be something as simple as tweeting today, I'm going to do this or this week, I'm going to do this or even meeting up with a friend daily who is in a similar position and runs their own business or is building a side project, whatever, and telling each other every day on Skype in the morning before work what it is you hope to achieve. I think that has been, I've only been there for, um, I think, less than a week, but already it's become such an integral part to my day, an integral part to accomplishing my my smaller goals, you know. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's it's also just a part of the, the bigger issue of optimizing your environment to make you more creative and make you what more, do you mean by that like when you're creating you're changing your environment to to make it uh to make it easier for you to to succeed and, and stick with your goals like surrounding yourself with other successful people and being active in a community of people that are doing things and achieving things that'll 
that'll spur you on to, to keep doing things and achieving things as well to, to keep up with everybody else. If you're, you know, not optimizing your environment is, is just sitting at home alone and working on your stuff, but not seeing, not getting input from other people and, but optimizing your environment can be changing the, changing the time at when you do your most creative work and the time at when you take a break just to make it easier on you to, to work towards your goals. And, and like another, another thing is how we've stuck to the podcast. And again, this is the, the dealing with disruption thing we've built in. So usually, or we try to record like a couple of shows in advance so that we have one in reserve. So in case that's how we're planning for disruption. So things are obviously going to come up where we might not be available to, to, to call each other and, and record the show. So if we have, if that, if that happens, we've got, you know, one in reserve that we can put out that week so that we don't, that that's keeping us on our, that's keeping our momentum going because it can be very easy if we were just recording it and putting it out the same day uh, and we had like a fixed schedule of we record every Wednesday and put it out every Wednesday, something would happen one Wednesday where we, where we couldn't record. So what would we do then? Would we, would we wait a day or would we just skip it that week? But you, it's the same as I think if we were starting to skip shows, then very quickly the show would kind of unravel and not be, we wouldn't, be as active in doing it. It's like, you know, when people set up a new blog and it's, they're putting blog posts out every day, but then it, you kind of slip up one day and then another day. And then eventually it's a dead blog and nobody, uh, there's nothing yeah. on it anymore. So it's that it's all about that. Yeah. Creating a good environment for you, like changing your surroundings to make it optimal for you, for you achieving your goals. So just making it easier on yourself, you know, and getting an accountability partner, like, like you've talked about is, is a really good thing as well. I think Do we you have, have one. Well, I think like me and you kind of have that because every week we're talking to each yeah. other about, you know, uh, talking about our, uh, the stuff we're working on and the stuff we're struggling with and how we're trying to deal with it and giving each other advice. And, uh, I think that's really helped getting a, especially on the, this kind of weekly schedule of, of uh, getting uh, just kind of admitting what you're working on or admitting the, the things you you know, you're doing wrong. Cause it's one thing keeping it in your own head, but when you're uh, when you're constantly, you know, saying out loud, I find it's been a, it's been a real help and, and it's helped me. Yeah. Stick to certain things and stick to certain patterns and, and find time to work on, on the stuff that I, that I know I prefer doing. Do you know what I thought you meant about when you said optimize your environment? I thought you meant like, um, oh, I'll only be able to build this when I have the best, shiniest, most powerful Mac ever. <laughs> or I'll only be able to work in my office when I have fancy movie posters and frames all over the place. Mm -hmm. But yeah. that's not what you meant. No, I mean... There's a certain that plays a part, you know, having, having a decent, like if you've got a really rubbish computer and you're trying to edit really large batches of photos and stuff, you're going to, that's really going to, that that's going to dampen your spirits when you're trying to work on, when you're working on something, you're struggling against it. So, I mean, that does play a part, that sort of stuff, like investing in the best machine that to, to do your work and, and 
get the best tools that will help you best realize your goal. I mean, yeah, putting up nice posters and stuff on the wall doesn't really do much, but yeah, investing in the right tools that will help you achieve your goal better is is always a, a plus point. I guess so, but there is a point where it gets too much and you could just be using it as an excuse. Yeah, I mean, you have to you have to look at the difference between yeah, making excuses, which is, yeah, I'll tidy my room before I, uh, <laughs> before I do my homework <laughs> or, uh, or if it's actually, yeah, I really can't do this sort of intense Photoshop work without a decent computer. So I'm going to have to really look into how I can afford that or, you know, that, that's, there's a difference between, yeah, making excuses and proper obstacles that are in your way towards achieving, achieving your goal. So I think I think that a good start for people listening today to to sticking with things is um the next time they find themselves being reactive or procrastinating for example saying I'll, I'll get round to working on this once I finished watching season 6 of Dexter which is really good by the way <laughs> you've you've just got to actually realize what it is that you're doing you've got to stop yourself and realize that what you're doing is being reactive and I think that simply being aware of that is a good start simply becoming aware of that and becoming aware of when you're putting things off when you needn't be so next time you're doing that say I remember Ashley talking about this and I'm not going to do that I'm I'm going to stop watching season six of Dexter and I'm going to start working on my side project Mm -hmm. yeah but to summarize kind of what to summarize what we've spoken about today I think um I think it, it just all it just all comes down to being aware of when you're making those imaginary roadblocks and just stop yourself from doing so and be aware that everybody faces a lack of motivation even serial shippers and you can't use that as an excuse not to to work on your goals mm-hmm. because it doesn't it doesn't stop them from seeing it through it doesn't stop serial shippers from sticking to their goals so why should it stop you sticking to yours yeah. And there's a big difference between, you know, your, your goal of writing 2000 words a day. And if something comes up that disrupts that deciding that, oh, I can't do it today. I can't achieve that goal today. So I'm writing zero words today, but why don't you try and write at least a thousand words today or 500 words a day, or even, you know, a hundred words doing, you can always do some tiny, uh, you can always take one tiny step towards your goal and even yeah tomorrow then could be in two could be an easier day where you can exceed your goal but it's very easy to say i'm going to do nothing today but i think if you keep the momentum up and actually do something every day then it really helps you out on your and it keeps the momentum going totally I mean, I don't know about you, Paddy, but I'd like to hear how everybody else handles sticking with things, what advice they have. Yeah, definitely. So you can tweet us at Working Out Show, or you can email us on info at workingoutpodcast.com. We reply to all of our emails. And if you enjoyed the show, we'd really appreciate a wee positive rating on iTunes. Bye. Bye-bye.